How you doing? This is the Flow World Podcast, and I am Edgar Otra Vez. This episode will be titled, Pandemics Make You Do Weird Stuff. Not my cousin Dan and I are going to be going through all the weird things you do during a pandemic that you never thought you would do. And in general, just weird stuff that we've noticed during this pandemic. Don't worry, we don't really talk about politics at all. We don't really usually care to do that. There's much better avenues for that than us two idiots. As always, you can head on over to theflowroadpodcast.com and check out the rest of our content and shop at our store. We are also on Instagram as The Flow Roll. You can go there, check us out, see what we're up to. All right, strap in now. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Floro Podcast. This is Edgar Otra Vez. And today, my co-host, Mr. Not My Cousin Dan. hey oh, It's just the two of us today. We haven't done this in a while. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, yes. That yes. Was, I, I got the pipes. There you go. Don't worry. If it sounds weird, I'll take care of it in post. <laughs> <laughs> and today, uh, our topic is... What was our topic again? It was uh, the weird shit we do during pandemic. Or yeah. Pandemic. Pandemics make you do weird shit. Exactly. And I'm hoping this is the kind of thing that, that a lot of people can identify with. Because it's not just necessarily like you go out and you start being crazy like that does happen yeah. right like there have been a few like go out there well, not not go out you don't go out anywhere but, <laughs> but you, you just start going a little a little bad shit yeah. and but it's ma- mainly like the little things yeah the, the little things that change because now all of a sudden all you have to focus on is what's going on in your house Oh. What's what's happening between you and the walls? That's all you have to focus on, and it changes things. You know, I have actually, I actually got mirrors. There, there's these extra little exit mirrors that I tr- that I was supposed to put someplace else in the house, and then we've we decided not to, and so now there's no place for these mirrors, and I can't return them. So, because I took them out of the box, and I'm like, eh, you yeah. know. So, so, so now they're next to my to my desk at, for work. And every now and then I look over to the fucking mirrors and I'm doing something stupid. And I'm like, is this how I behave in the office? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like do yeah. people see me doing this kind of stuff or is this new behavior? You know, cause I don't remember doing some of the things I do. Like, it's I mean, probably new behavior I, because now you're in a different place, man. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to think it's new behavior. Although yeah, I've had the same thing where where it's like every I'll see myself making a face or I don't know about you the the constant webex, right? Constant being on video conferences, constantly seeing yourself. Yes. has like I have become hyper aware of like what my facial expressions look like. And am I showing too much emotion? Is this how I always am? You know, and it drives me crazy. 
You know, this the the little things I've been doing is I've been giving people feedback when 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 <laughs> I feel when I feel they need it in meetings and stuff. I will, I will, I will nod my head <laughs> yeah, viciously, right? But, but I like on purpose so they know they can keep going or that I agree yeah. with them. But like, you, uh, I've gotten a lot more demonstrative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like we're doing a stage play or something, you know? Like it's right. Yeah, yeah, a lot more demonstrative because, uh, like, y- you have to telegraph everything mm-hmm. because. You know, you're not right in front of them. And so all of those like body language cues that you're used to picking up on in a in an actual face to face meeting. Now you have to I don't know what you're talking about. You feel like you have to amplify it. You know? Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm like a step away from like, you know, doing some of the old motion picture movies, like silent stuff where they're like, (laughs) where, you know, where where everything was black and white. And then like, I'm putting on black makeup around my eyes so people can see me, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's, it's just that it's just gotten that kind of weird. And then the other thing I've done in the opposite direction is if, if I'm disagreeing and I, and I can't show it, I try real hard not to yeah. demonstrate any kind of right negative yeah. like negative feedback. That's yeah. that's what I was talking about with like hyper aware of my facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Hyper aware because I've always kind of been like I wear my heart on my sleeve. You know, like if I'm displeased, people know it. Yeah, you know, it's there in my body language if I'm not saying anything, which normally I'm too stupid to keep my mouth shut. Uh, but <laughs> same here. But like, but now that it's like I'm constant. When you've got that camera on, there's always the here's what you look like little little box, and so like I've gotten two things have happened. I've gotten hyper aware of of my own facial expressions and trying to at while at the same time like like amplifying my agreement, my nods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like at the same time, really trying, being super conscious about when I am displeased, like trying to keep a poker face. Yes. And I've gotten really vigilant with the <laughs> mute button, the mute button and the turn the camera off button. Mm. Like really vigilant about stuff like that, especially because it's like people, you know, the boy will walk into the room or the cat starts hopping up around stuff or whatever's going on, you know? Mm. Dude, I've been, I'm sure it's happened to everybody, but I, you know, there's always a meeting where like, you know, the, the shirtless dad walks in with the, (laughs) with the baby, you know? Yeah. And, and, and we're having like a huge meeting and it's just like, Oh, you know, like I'm super distracted now. (laughs) Like at, at the outset, when it, when it first started and all these platforms, they like, some of them didn't have the blur background Mm. feature or the virtual backgrounds where you could change what's behind you and stuff. And so like that stuff would happen a lot more frequently. And like now, you know, it, it didn't take them long to be like, okay, you can have the virtual background. You can blur the background. You can do whatever you want. I guarantee you that came out of embarrassing moments that were unpredictable. Oh man. There was one meeting, uh, my, my son 
bursted into my room, into the office. Bursted into the office. He just swung the door open like, like yeah, crazy. And then he ran in, and we have this funny relationship. You know, me and my son. I, I think I've mentioned it before. He, I don't really like for the most part, unless he's being disobedient or just you know weird, or I, I have to correct him. For the most part, I treat him like one of my friends. You know, and, yeah. And I yell at him and I call him names and like weird, silly things. You know, he's got this thing. He calls me poop butt, right? (laughs) (laughs) So he burst into the room and started yelling weird things at me and then called me poop butt. And I lost it, dude. I was because I was talking at that moment. I was talking. The mic was a hot. And I was talking. <laughs> and, and he came in and he yelled at me and he's like, hey, you poop butt, the blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, get out of here. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I lost my cool, man. I lost my cool like so bad. And then he ran out laughing his little head off. And then I turned around and People were just shaking their head and some of them were giggling. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. My son came in here and just, that's what, that's what you heard. And he's like, we didn't hear anybody but you. <laughs> <laughs> all I wanted to do was die. <laughs> so all they, effectively, all they saw was you have a temper tantrum. Yes. For, 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 all they saw was in the middle of a, and so, <laughs> so yeah. on this page this script does this get out of here a minute me. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's exactly what happened they didn't first of all they didn't see the little bastard right <laughs> and second oh, he totally he basically crop dusted you oh dude so bad what he did totally yeah. totally yeah. like he came in nobody saw him nobody heard him i could have been making it up for all they know you know it's he was an imaginary friend no, it, at the outset uh i'll be honest it's it's a miracle that i didn't have more of that kind of thing happen because one of the things that i do is i i administer webinars basically mm-hmm. right and uh you know like many like hundreds of people you know and uh at, at the outset I had to transition so many like face-to-face things into these kind of webinar events. And like, there were times where I'm sitting here and I'm running like three of them at the same time. And somehow, some way managed to be doing that without having like audio screw ups or the audio from one bleeding into another, or, you know, somehow, some way managed to not have any massive embarrassing failures and i'm I'm very thankful for that you know mm. uh i mean but there there have been plenty of things where it's like i'm i'm in a meeting and i don't realize until like halfway through the meeting that i'm sitting there in my bathrobe you know my <laughs> hair is not combed yeah. and the camera's on you know yeah and and like it's one of those things where a lot of people were like that. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But it's still, it's still like you get half an hour into a meeting where you're presenting. And then for the first time is you, you look at the little preview window and it's like, Oh my God, really? 
Yeah. Really? Do I really have like a giant coffee stain? There's basically an entire waffle sitting on my belly. Like really? <laughs> uh, you know? Dude, dude, I had a meeting today and uh, I wore, I have several meetings, but I was drinking coffee today and I've gotten to the point where it's like, I know I make a mess of myself. I'm wearing a white dress shirt. I am going to zip. I'm going to put on this hoodie and zip it up. And for one of my meetings, I had the zip up hoodie on, right? Mm -hmm. And then I, one of the people in the meeting, I later saw in another meeting and he's like, did you change your shirt? And I'm like, no, I had a hoodie on so that I wouldn't make a mess of myself. <laughs> I, I basically had a zip I up was, bib. <laughs> yeah. I was using my hoodie as a bib. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there was another time, like I realized, um, I had my, my closet door open in the office and there's a bunch of like, you know, just nerd stuff in there, you know, like training videotapes for like jujitsu and then like a bunch of like, like little figurines and stuff. And so I was like, eh, you know, the bosses don't need to see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get up in the meeting, in the middle of the meeting because, well, not in the middle the, the meeting was starting, but some of the bosses were there. And yeah. I get up in my pajama pants and go close the door. And then I'm, I, I come back and when I turn around, I'm like, oh, they can see me in my pajama pants. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, so I walk back to my desk and I sit down and I sit through the rest of the meeting. Halfway through the meeting, I realized, why do I keep leaving that door open? And I said, oh, wait a minute. I left that door open in another meeting and I was wearing the same pants. <laughs> That was like, <laughs> so, and it was like the same week. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I was like wearing the same pajama pants for three days and people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's definitely some of the, the, this is how life is now. Yeah. I will, I will wear the same clothes for, mm -hmm. for three or four days. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm not bathing. It yeah. doesn't mean, it, it just means I'm not doing anything. I'm not sweating. You know, yeah. I'm not getting aside from food. Yeah. You know, and if I, <laughs> you know, well, uh, you, you don't have to do laundry is what, what we're trying to do. Is yeah. <laughs> but um, like one of the other things that I, that I've, I've noticed that I do, that's, oh, this is so, I, I'm just, first of all, I'm already a germaphobe, right? I'm, I'm yeah. already kind of, kind of preoccupied with that thought. And I, and I think some of it has to do with jujitsu. Because, you know, sure. you worry about staff. Staff is always something I'm or worried like about. Impetigo or all that, those mat diseases. All know? those things that you get from touching other people, right? And it's just like, it's just like, so I'm constantly aware of that kind of stuff. And there's been a couple of times I've been in the supermarket, and this was pre-pandemic. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll brush arms flesh to flesh with somebody else. And I'm like, ah, you know, and yeah. I'll go, I'll go clean it down or wash it off or do something. Right. Mind you, uh, for fun, the activity that I partake in is all about rubbing on your body on other, yeah. on other bodies, you know? So it's just like, it, so for fun, I, I want, I want to reiterate that. Edgar <laughs> for fun rubs bodies with other people. Well, that's what he does for fun. In, a, in, in an attempt to to pretend kill 
the other person. So yeah, well, the, oh, sure. there's there's that part of it. Don't forget the pretend kill. Yeah, that's not the interesting part of it. <laughs> that's the part that I find fun. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so now that this pandemic is in my head, it's it's like it took that that paranoia and amped it up to 100, right? Yeah. So yeah. like I don't even want to be in the same aisle with other people, you know? And I I know it's stupid. I know that being that paranoid is just stupid. It's just ridiculous. And it's 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 unmanageable too if you're going to be that crazy. And thankfully I have children. And when you have children, that kind of crazy cannot exist because they are doing far worse shit than you ever did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also kind of have to be careful because that kind of crazy is going to rub off on them. Mm. They're going to model that behavior, you know, and it's not, it's not necessarily a destructive behavior, but like it goes too far. It could be, you it know? can be. Yeah. And that's, you don't want, you don't want your kids being spazzes, you know, like, yeah. Like, you know, but, you're a, like, I know I'm a spaz. Like, I don't want my kids to be a spaz, you know? Now, on the topic of kids, that's another, man, I don't think any of us realized how much value there was in going away for 10 to 12 hours a day. And yeah, it's not your personal space, but you're going away. And you have to deal with a whole different circus at the office, but those aren't people that you live with. Mm-hmm. And now, now all of a sudden we were all thrust into this. I'm here. They're here all the time, nonstop. <laughs> it never ends, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, by, the, by a couple of weeks in, I don't know about you, but uh, like I was desperately trying to find stuff to be like, I, I, I need to find space. I need, like, I mean, uh, in May, well, no, like last year in April, like I cleaned my gutters three times a week, you know, (laughs) um, for like, and I mean, partially, Hey, that actually made sense because I have a lot of trees. There were, there was a lot of crap in those gutters, you know, and there, and every week, you know, until kind of summer came in, they were filling up pretty frequently. But I mean, three times a week, you know, like I would, I was mowing my lawn twice a week, you know, <laughs> and, and it was just like, I just, I need the hour and a half. I need it. I need the hour and a half where I'm not in the house mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're not together. Mm-hmm. I need, I, there's nowhere for me to go. You know, I'm not going to go and hang out in the grocery store. I, I need space. The, and so, and, and like that, that actually ended up like overflowing and becoming like a fitness thing. Right. Hmm. Because I had gotten, I'm still fat. Right. Don't, don't misunderstand anybody. I'm huge. I'm an enormous slob. You're not that enormous. But, but like I had gotten to a point where. The first time that I cleaned the gutters, I don't have a tall house, right? I have one level of gutters Mm. and I had to climb the ladder a total of six times. And I literally thought 
my left knee was going to explode. Wow. Like I, I, I had to like slide down the ladder at one point because I couldn't put my weight on my knee. It hurt. And I mean, I have a relatively high threshold for pain. Yeah. Um, I can't quantify that, but it's like, like I've, I've broken bones before I've, I've had injuries before and like they hurt, but, but not to the point where it's like, I'm wailing, you know, mm-hmm. this was like the kind of pain that I swear to God, I, 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 it, I sincerely thought my knee was just going to explode. And I'm thinking about it. Like at that point, I'm like, I, I am, I am not that old. I'm not nearly old enough for that kind of pain. There's only one explanation for it. I got to lose weight. And so like it turned into, uh, you know, okay, here's another way I can, I can go for bike rides and I would go for like two, three hour bike rides, you know? And then I started running and, and it was just, it was just, it all grew out of this. I, I, I need time. That is mine. (laughs) I need space. That is mine. You know? Yeah. You see the, the funny thing. And, uh, for, for me, or at least in this house, the uh, that part of it did kind of creep up, but not. It, it was it was a little different because with the kids, I mean, first of all, they're younger, so you don't have that teenage thing going on. Because I remember being a teenager and my dad hated me. Yeah, we bumped heads a lot, and it was just yeah. kind of like. I don't understand why this dude hates me so much, but it was probably because I'm an asshole. You know, you're a teenager. Well, that's asshole. that's you know? the thing. And and when you're a teenager, you're, it's impossible for you to see it. Mm-hmm. It's just part of being a teenager. You're self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. You, you don't understand. Like literally everything you do is causing problems. Yeah. It's just the nature of being a teenager. Well, everything I, you do and, 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 especially with teenage boys there there is no learning curve <laughs> like it's not steep it's not flat it just doesn't exist <laughs> you know i have told you to do this thing uh-huh. i have told you uh, just simple things i have told you 36 days in a row please don't leave your dirty laundry on the floor mhm 36 days in a row. And on the 37th day, I lost my temper and I yelled at you. And you don't understand why you're being yelled at. You, you don't understand why all of a sudden you're in trouble. Yeah. And that's just one example. Uh-huh. You know, hey, the dishes don't need to go on a seven-day layover in the sink. You can just put them straight into the dishwasher. There's no reason to put them in the yeah. sink. They don't need to go there. Yeah. They don't even. We, we have new fancy dishwashers that you don't have to rinse them off. They don't have to go in the sink ever. <laughs> but that's where they go yeah. and then they stay there yeah and collect as, grossness as if as if the job is complete <laughs> they've gone in the sink i don't have to do anything else with them you know? mm. but but there's a million things like that and you have two i have, have two. two i have two and and uh <clears throat> and so that was that kind of thing hasn't happened you know they 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 listen yet they listen and the boy the boy is already showing some of what you're talking about 
some of some of yeah. what you're talking about he's and, my daughter is not is not like that so much but yeah. the, not all boys are like this mm-hmm. but most are where they your boy is going to go into a phase where any kind of effort for anything at all at any point is too much <laughs> any kind of effort is too much and he will if he's anything like my boy put so much uh, exponentially more time and energy into not doing whatever the thing is than it would have taken to just do the thing in the first place it's 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 uh boundaries it's defiance it's it's him him giving up you know uh land you know what i'm saying it's just like he's he's given up some so he's given something up if he's listening and and as a man because that's that's what he's becoming he's becoming a man and he's learning he's learning to be one right so as a man he needs to figure out what battles are worth fighting right and and he doesn't realize that putting the dishes in the dishwasher no, yeah, isn't and, a battle it's, it's no it's it's not and it's consideration it's, it's like it's, it, yeah it's uh I, I finally started putting it into this perspective i've tried putting it into this perspective with him mm-hmm. someday you are not going to live here someday you will live with roommates it's going to happen mm-hmm. you're going to have a roommate and if you've somehow managed to never have roommates and go directly into now you're living with a significant other Here's what's going to happen. You are going to leave your your old band-aid sitting in the sink and they aren't going to get mad at you. They're not going to scream at you. You're not going to have a fight about it. They're just going to murder you. <laughs> and that that seemed to have kind of sunk in somehow. Yeah. The, the whole idea of this isn't about this isn't about me trying to control you. Mm. This is about me trying to prepare you for the expectations that the world has of you. Yes. And the expectations that the world has of you is that you will not leave garbage just <laughs> sitting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, take care of your own mess. Mhm. Right? But um like and the funny thing is these are new like he hasn't always been this way it's just now that he's a teenager no 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 everything that we have learned up until this point is gone it's 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 what i'm telling you he's trying you you are the man right it, it, in this house right and eventually he's going to take your place as the man in the house not in your house in his own house right yeah so he's going to so in, in order to for him to become the man he must in his head somehow defeat the man right <laughs> there's yeah. there's there is something he has to surpass you are you are his opponent you are the mountain that he must conquer the the, the every law you put down he must prove whether it's whether it it can stick, whether it yeah. it makes sense, he's got to make he's got to. But this is unfortunately, and I'm I'm speaking just from my own experience 
growing up with my dad and all that there i mean there were moments where i had shouting matches with my old man right and it was yeah it was this kind of shit it was like you know and and now looking back which is you know of course retro you know looking back is hindsight is 2020 right but Mm -hmm. you know looking back how foolish was i the man pays the mortgage yeah the man pays for the food that i'm eating the clothes that i'm wearing and i dare stand up in his living room and tell him that i'm gonna watch tv the way i want to watch it you know like yeah like what what arrogance what stupidity what but, you know, you know, like, i mean it's all about uh, his world is extremely tiny mm-hmm. your world when you were 16 years old was extremely tiny you yeah. had no idea you had no concept of scope no and that's exactly what's going on here and yeah and you know I'm, i certainly it's not like hell you know yeah. it's not it's not awful it's a it's a minor inconvenience and it it's a million minor inconveniences piled <laughs> on top of each other encountered every single day yeah. is what it is and uh and that's just being a parent you know yeah uh one of the things that almost floors me sometimes leaves me speechless which you know me that's not an easy task <laughs> he has told me on more than one occasion that when he can tell that I'm getting worked up or not just even then, like he has told me on more than one occasion that, that deep down inside, he's like terrified of me. Right. And I mean, I can see maybe why, like I've never been abusive, you know, I've never hit him. I've never been physical with him. Like there, there were maybe one or two times where it's like, I, grabbed him like I put my hand on his shoulder to redirect him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that kind of thing, which is parenting, you know, mm-hmm. right? Not like, not like death grinching, you know, yeah. not, not, not like violence, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, but he has told me and not terrified of me, like, like I'm going to hurt him, you know, just like an existential dread. He mm. finds me, he, he finds me frightening because I am a lot bigger than him and I have kind of a growly voice and I can be kind of gruff. And so he's, he's like afraid that somehow he, I, he's going to get in some kind of horrifying trouble with me. And the reason that leaves me speechless is because if that's the case, then why don't, why don't you do things to not be a, like, why don't you do things to not get in trouble? Why don't you do things that aren't going to lead down that path? You know what I mean? Like, why doesn't the behavior change? If I'm so frightening, why do you do absolutely nothing? You see, um, because you're not that frightening. Because you're not that frightening. If you were, if you were truly frightening, he would be doing things like you're saying preemptively to avoid these interactions, right? These negative yeah. interactions, but you are not, you only, you know, have these bursts or whatever, if you want to even call them that. And, and, and that, that scares him. Those situations scare him. So him reacting to your one situation or your one burst is him trying to kind of shut you up. He's like, oh, you're scaring me now. 
<laughs> you know, it's like so he doesn't want to have these negative interactions so it's not he doesn't want to alter his behavior he wants you to alter your behavior yeah yeah <laughs> that's what he wants because if he was truly afraid of you he would do the goddamn thing yeah, would just you, you the, would alter the behavior. You would alter you would the behavior. Alter the be- and, and like, I don't try to use fear as a motivator. <laughs> I don't think fear is a good parenting strategy. Well, if you, you know? were, you're very bad at it because it's not working. Because <laughs> it's clearly not working. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. anyway. But like, so one of the things I wanted to mention is uh, aside from, you know, just having them all around all the time. I had a little bit of the kind of the opposite experience where it's just like, I was so grateful to be able to spend these years with them all the time. Like that's incredibly sweet. Well, how long did that last? It's beginning to wear off. (laughs) (laughs) That is in the last month or so has begun to wear off, but that whole, that whole like first few months i was loving coming down the stairs for coffee and being able to have a kung fu fight with my son in the middle of the fucking kitchen and and have him hit me in the balls and (laughs) and then floor me and then me get up pick myself up, grab my coffee and go back upstairs. You know, like, oh, man, like if I, if I'd have known that you treasured that so much, I'd have been hitting you in the balls. every day <laughs> when we worked together. Well, I just that, walk in, in the morning, Hey yeah. Edgar, and just whip a major league baseball. Right. Well, I just, I just, it's, it's more about the memories that we're making. I mean, I never had those memories with my dad. Like I never got to kick my dad in the, in, in the balls, but I, I'm doing that for my son. <laughs> It's the sacrifice. memories. I'm sure he's going to grow up <coughs> and he's going to have, he's going to have the same arrogant attitude that I had when I was 18, where I was like, I can take my old man. <laughs> I've done it before. I've floored him with my fucking kicks to the grind, you know? But, um, but honestly, like that, that just those little moments that I know I'll never get back. Because they're so young, I, I'm I've I feel I feel in some ways lucky that I have a job that allows me to have this experience in this otherwise horrible fucking time. Yeah, but yeah, but one of the things that did happen in my house was we got about two months in, and my kids were beginning to be like like a little sad. They were not they were missing their friends they were missing the interactions they were having in school they were missing people and that that was when shit got kind of rough like in the house at least for me because i there was nothing i could do right especially in the beginning of the pandemic we're talking about two months in because people we were still everyone we were all still afraid right yeah, still kind of trying to figure out what's what and what's the truth and and so like especially in the beginning um, the the fluctuation was so crazy I I I wondered if I was going to have a job and and nothing nothing about anything coming from 
the place I was working at, I just was hearing people losing their jobs. Right. Yeah. And, you know, thankfully, you know, I, I, I lucked out, but there was so many people who didn't. And that, that my wife is so smart. She did a lot to kind of get the kids socialized and stuff during that time. So like when that happened, uh, she she instantly started thinking about how do I get the kids to you know to play dates and kind of get them back into you know being around people safely etc. So we started we kind of unknowingly started a bubble you know which yeah. is now the common phrase for this kind of stuff and she's done a lot and I can't take any credit for it she she's actually the kind of the the architect for those kind of like interactions for the kids. But I mean, at that, when, when my kids told me they, that missed, they missed their friends, I was like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, but that thankfully has been better and we're still at home and there's some, but like half the kids are at home and half the kids are in the school and that's where we're at now. But it's, you know, by next year, we should be fine at this point, right? But fingers crossed, you know, fingers crossed. But I mean, one of the things that that I did um, in the middle of the pandemic was I started a uh, a little challenge with my cousins, right? I, I told you this. Um, yeah. I went and got a belt and we ran until September, till the end of September to see who would get the most points on this watch device that we got. It was, it's the misfit and we just yeah. followed the points and whoever got the most points. Right. I ended up running like eight miles. Excuse me. I ended up running like eight miles, like three times a week. Yeah. Then four miles, you know, maybe another three times, you know, I was, by the time this thing was done, I was sick of fucking running. You know, <laughs> I was I was like, "Fuck this!" You know, "Fuck running." I hate running, but um, and I and and I won, right? I I I ran my ass off, but it was it was silly, man. It was I was running and running, and it it like we had a couple, we had like four people doing, including myself. And then two of the other guys kind of fell off and it was just me and my cousin, Danny. And we were, we were like, like right next to each other. And I had, I had a little bit of lead, but if he wanted to, at one point, he could have taken it. It was just a matter of like what days he, you know, the will to do it. Yeah. Well, the will and the time, you know, so Mm -hmm. But thankfully, you know, it, it uh, you know, came out in my favor, but it was just like, you know, I was, oh, dude, I, you know, run. you know, what's funny is you asked me if I, I wanted did. to get in on that. And I was like, no, man, I, I have no interest in, in running. Uh-huh. And what's funny is it was like at the same time where I was starting to get out on my bike or, you know, I would, I would grab, well, that's in like, I bought a kayak 
I bought fucking <laughs> kayaks because it was like, I need some reason to get the hell out of this house and you can't get much more distant, socially distant than in the middle of a lake, you know? So <laughs> I bought kayaks and like, it was like, I was like, no, I don't want to do this running thing. I hate running. And it was right around the time where like, I was starting to go for like these massive, like 20, 30 mile bike rides every day. And, uh, and at a certain point it's like, okay, I don't have three hours a day. You know, I don't have three hours of time a day that I can devote to that, you know? Yeah. But I, I I'm, I, I had started losing weight and it was like, I don't want to fuck this up, you know? And so I started running, right? <laughs> I started running on my own, not joining your little, your, your thing. Yeah. But like, I started going out and I mean, I wasn't running eight miles every other day, but I was running like, I, I, I worked my way up to a point where I was running like two miles, two miles a day. But then that got to a point where it's like, okay, I, I think I'm actually doing, doing my body more damage than good by, you know, so that I, I got to a point where I was doing like every other day, you know, but I started running anyway. And I mean, I did, I lost a lot of weight. You know, uh -huh. I started, I've, I've recently started putting it back on because I just got fucking tired. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the weather's getting good. So, I mean, I, I, I have no excuse to not strap the running shoes on again. Uh, but like that came out of the pandemic. Like, I, I don't know that I would have started going down that road. I was, I was fat and happy, you know, I'll tell you. <laughs> and like, if I hadn't have like had a serious, like my knees should not ever hurt this much, uh -huh. you know, uh, and that wouldn't have happened. If I hadn't been trapped in the house and, and w was like, I have a great idea. I'm going to clean the gutters you know? <laughs> three times a week. Yeah. Like, um, damn. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, I mean, that's the, the good weird shit that came out of the pandemic for me. The good thing was it got me moving. It yeah. got me because all of a sudden I had time for that, you know, um, like I had it, my, my job uh, when things are normal, I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, when you travel, it's, you don't have free time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're bouncing in and out of airports. It's, it takes time to get to and from the airport, wherever you're going. Uh, there's the job that you're there to do, which takes all of your time. And then, you know, you it, try to eat healthy. Seriously, try to eat healthy when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're traveling for work, it's not really possible, you know? Um, it, I, I mean, it is possible. It's just very, very difficult. It's and very and difficult. that becomes, it becomes a, a time consuming thing. It's like, I have to find a restaurant that has, you know, reasonable menu options. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't have the time for that. I'm going to go to this restaurant that's across the street from the hotel and I'll order whatever the hell I can order. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and it could be expensive even depending on where you go. Right. Like trying to find well, a healthy the beauty. That's the beauty of having a travel account is, you know, that unless you get really friggin' crazy, you eat whatever you're going to eat, you know, you spend oh, what nice. you're going to spend, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, it's understood, like, don't go crazy. Don't, don't go out to Alinea every night, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, up to a certain point, it's like, 
did you spend more than a hundred dollars a day? No, then you're fine. Mm. You know, or if you did spend more than a hundred dollars a day, who were you paying for? And it's like my, my job when I travel is the kind of thing where it's like, if I'm there, you know, I'm always there for other supporting other people. So it's kind of like the, I will buy dinner, you know? And then you just list out who, who was at the dinner. And, you know, as long as, again, as long as I don't go crazy, as long as I'm not doing stupid things, Mm -hmm. I I don't worry about it. But the, the, the big problem is, well, the company's paying for my food. The company's paying for my travel. The company's paying for my time, which means none of the time is really mine. Yeah. And like, yeah, the hotel almost always has like a workout room. But what I'm going to go work, do, you know, I'm going to fly in, leave, leave Chicago at like five in the morning, get where I'm going, do my job, go through all the social niceties of taking people out to dinner. And then by then it's like 10 o'clock at night, like, and I'm going to go and run on the treadmill. No, because I have a a a. 6am flight tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? That's rough. <clears throat> yeah, it's, the thing is, it's not that rough. It's great. Look, I'm, I'm, <laughs> like I'm making it sound awful, but no, traveling for work is like it's the kind of thing that I wish I had figured out when I was in my 20s. That traveling for work is what makes working worthwhile. Really? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. It's awesome because again, everything I do is on somebody else's dime, you know. And yeah, granted, most of the, it's not like I'm on vacation. I'm working. Mm. But it's like I stay in the hotels that are approved by the company. Guess which hotels the the, the company approves? The nice ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's like it's a good thing, and and I get to fly around and and you know I'll tack an extra day on after an event for vacation day or something, and and you know hang out in New York or hang out in L.A. or Seattle or wherever I am. Tra- traveling for work and then you get the added bonus of your racking up the frequent flyer miles and the hotel points and all that, you know, it's, it's the way to do it. <laughs> it is the way to do it. But, uh, but that was, I mean, that was a big mind bender for me is because I was literally traveling when uh, the world went on lockdown. I was on a plane. Jesus Christ. I was on a plane from be- between the point at which I boarded the plane, the plane took off and landed in O'Hare, Chicago went from not being on lockdown to being on lockdown. Holy and crap. so I got off, I got off the plane. I, I literally went from being on the road three weeks out of every month to landing at O'Hare, going home and not leaving my house for months. You know, that's, that's nuts. And I mean, that was mind warping. I, I was going insane. Really? Yeah. It would, because, well, I don't, I, I've spent way too much time talking about this on, uh, on other episodes of this podcast. But like, remember, shit happened in this house. Yeah. You know? And so being able to travel a lot for work was very helpful. It was therapeutic in a lot of ways because I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't staring at the walls and having to relive things, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, I had no option other than to be here and stare at the walls and relive things. That's you know? rough. And it didn't blindside me. Right. I knew it was coming. You know, I work, I work in a scientific field. I knew what was coming. I knew this wasn't going to blow over and disappear, you yeah. know? And I was still traveling right up until the lockdown. And I didn't really want to be because, you know, it was, it had the air of danger about it. You know, I didn't want to be going through airports and, and all that, but I also didn't, I didn't want to be sitting in this house, you know? And so, so anyway. So do you think being in the house kind of made you do some processing you needed to do? I think so. I think, I think it, if nothing else hammered me into shape and, and got me to a point where it's like, you can't just put this in a box and file it away Mm -hmm. and never think about it. Like trauma happened to you, you know, Yeah, you lost, you lost, it happened. And like for anybody who's listening, who hasn't listened to other episodes, go back and dig, dig into the, the archives of the flow roll. There are other episodes where I talk about this at length, but Mm. just, just for context, um, my partner and I bought a house. We moved into the house. We lived in it for two weeks and she died. And that was two years ago now. Yeah. And, you know, so going into the pandemic, I was still kind of floating through that grief, you know, hiding it, putting it away, putting it in a box, trying, trying to avoid it, trying to, to, it's impossible to not confront it on a daily basis when something like that happens. But, you know, you get to a point where you can file it away and keep living your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I was just avoiding it. So being in the house, being locked in the house and, and not being able to escape on the job's dime. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely did. It it made it to the point where it was just like, I had to muscle through it and get to a point where I wasn't just filing it away and hiding it. I was, no, you have to figure out a way to just kind of live with it, you know, to just kind of let it, let it be part of you. You know, I, I don't know why I, I, I'm certainly not saying I've solved that riddle, mm-hmm. but I, in a lot of ways, I think going through this pandemic experience is I'm, I'm probably emotionally healthier than I've ever been in my life at this point. Yeah. Um, I, when did you think you kind of, I, and I know you're still dealing with it, but like, when do you think maybe you turned a corner? And you think, okay, I think I'm doing better now. Like, when did you kind of arrive? There was, so there was a moment and this, uh, this happened, you know, last year after the pandemic started, but it really didn't have much to do with the pandemic. We got to the one year anniversary of it Mm. and something happened where I'm not, it wasn't like, oh, you know, the clouds parted and everything's fine. But 
that day was we started calling it amongst ourselves the last of the firsts. And what we mean by that is this is the last of the first time that we're going to have to go through some major event without her. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like, like a birthday is, or this this is the last thing that it's the first time we're experiencing it without her. And somehow some way that made it easier because everything that happened after that, the birthdays, the holidays that we experienced, we'd already been through it once, mm-hmm. you know? We'd already been run over with it once. And so we already, you know, like we were girded against that pain a little bit. I see. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the bone had already been broken and it had time to heal. And so it didn't break again. It didn't hurt as much anymore. You know? Um, yeah. So that was one thing. Um, I think there... <laughs> We're talking about weird shit that you get up to during pandemic. I'll tell you, here, here's a weird one. And in case nobody, in case people say Dan never gets vulnerable, here's vulnerability. <laughs> there was a, uh, it was probably, I'm going to say it was like last October, maybe last September, where I was just in the house. And, you know, one thing I've done a lot more during the pandemic than ever before in my life. I clean a lot because <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do, mm-hmm. you know? And now that I spend a lot more time in the house than I ever have before, the house needs to be cleaned more often. But so I was cleaning, I was in the bathroom and I opened a drawer that was, you know, it was her drawer in the bathroom and I, and I hadn't gone in there Yeah, and there was really not much in there, but there, <laughs> there was, a whole collection of nail polish bottles. Hmm. So I painted my toenails. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know what the hell to do with this. I don't, I, I have, I had gotten to a point where I had <laughs> run out of more things to do. Uh-huh. You know, I had done so many things and kept myself so busy and like, like rolling up to that. Like I had, I mean, I was baking bread. I was baking cookies. I was cooking, learning new recipes. I was reading books. I probably read 70, 80 books since this, the pandemic came around. You know, I was right. I had been writing. I had was running. I was, I had burned through all of these things. And the reason I was cleaning was basically, I don't know what else to do with myself. I am, I, I am going insane and I need something to do. And I found the nail polish, so I painted my toes. <laughs> and, and and you know what? Here's the wacky thing, dude. It was what, what I finished. Number one, I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I did a good job. And number two, it was like, hey, this is kind of cool. I look at that. Look at my toes. Look at them. <laughs> they're there. They're not just. I don't just have feet anymore. Now look at them. They they, they look good. You know, they're they're pretty. There, yeah it was like hey i got something to look at now you know so that's some weird shit that i yeah pandemic makes you do weird shit they do they do you know so like the other thing so like that was all summer for me and then i got to 
I got to like uh I got to a point where it was I was I you know, it got cold and I didn't yeah. I didn't have I I I didn't have anything else to do. And I have also got to that point where uh I need to do something. And I have been making over the man cave. So the man cave got has a lot more shit in it that I have yet to touch. I put a new, uh, you saw some of it. I put a new cage down there, uh, a new yeah. uh, rack, weight rack. Uh, I put it together. Yeah, not, like, not a cage for the kids. No, no, no. Not no. like a penalty <laughs> box, like a weight rack. A weight no, wait, cage. Yeah, wait, yeah, weight rack. And, oh, oh, and a the, weight rack? A I, weight rack. I, 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 yeah. You I, put yeah. a weight rack in your basement? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, no, a weight rack. Yeah, I don't know why why that happened. Anyway, so uh, and it's been sitting there for like two weeks. I haven't been able to get down there to touch it, and it's been more about like putting shit down there than it is about actually using the shit. Although I do yeah. have I do have uh, jujitsu mats, and we do roll uh, from time to time, but it doesn't happen as often as I'd like. Um, it just uh. Yeah, dude, I have, I've done kind of similar things. Like, I don't know. I have, I have spent a ridiculous amount of money during pandemic, just like buying stuff that's like, maybe this will give me something to do. You know, like I have more guitars than anybody who can't play guitar should have, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I have, uh, one, two, I have, uh, six guitars now and a ukulele and a mandolin you have a ukulele i have a ukulele <laughs> i have a ukulele it looks like a kiwi fruit can you can you play i can play the theme to uh, sesame street maybe it's been like a year since i played it but Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to take up any more time with that. But like, and like, as far as the guitars go, like I have been learning to play and like, I, I am confident enough to say, yes, I understand how the guitar works and I can play things. And I, there are certain songs that I can play poorly, you know, but like I bought, I bought a guitar st- specifically to take it apart and build it into another guitar. You know, I bought a motorcycle. Uh, you know, I like I I have been buying a ridiculous amount of things and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with them. You know, the uh-huh. guitars at least I'm I'm seriously interested in, but it's like the motorcycle. I used to ride motorcycles when I was younger. I had I had a string of them and I stopped riding them because uh, people don't see you. Cars don't see you. And like I had enough situ, like I never got into an accident or anything like that, but like I had enough really scary situations where, and just to be very direct, like I am not a speed demon. I'm not like a reckless motorcyclist. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I just like riding motorcycles, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I had enough close calls or enough times where it's like people like literally bump me with their rearview mirrors just because they don't know I'm there. 
They can't Jesus see me. Christ. You know? And so I had, I stopped riding motorcycles at a point because it was just like, somebody's just going to come and cream me one day. Dude, you know, dude, one time I, I, I am sure there's plenty of stories like this, but one of the things that kind of deterred me from ever getting on a bike was I was on, I was on the 55 and I was driving, you know, towards downtown. I don't remember where I was going, but I was going down that way. And I saw this guy who had just had an accident and I don't know if he was alive or dead. He wasn't moving. Yeah. But he had, it was crazy to me. He, something happened to the bike. I don't know what it was in pieces. I'm positive. It was a bike. Cause yeah. I saw pieces of a, you know, a motorcycle, yeah. but the, the bike was not in one piece. It, you couldn't, aside from the pieces of a bike you wouldn't be able to discern that it was a bike and the dude's clothes were shredded all over the the expressway right and so this guy is laying face down and his back yeah no clothes on it like yeah he was bare from the neck all the way down to his feet yeah his ass was showing mm-hmm. and he had literally just been just like sandpapered across the, the pavement. Mm-hmm. The road rash was so bad on this guy. It, it was incredible. And I was, I, I saw him and I'm like, that, that dude's probably dead. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he's dead or not, but he's probably yeah, dead. nothing good. Nothing good. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, he had, I, I don't know if he had a helmet or not. He wasn't wearing one, but I was like, fuck motorcycles. Fuck yeah. them. Fuck. Well, no. and so like, luckily I've never, I've never had a bad accident on the road. I used to, before I ever rode on the road, I rode off road and I had some pretty awful, awful crashes off road. And you would think that would deter me, but it didn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I, I bought a motorcycle and like I, I rode it, I think five times. Mm. And number one, after 15 years of not riding motorcycles, you can't just go and buy a motorcycle and ride it. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, it's a big motorcycle I mean, within, within a week of having it, it fell over twice Oh, and, uh, not on me, but it fell over. That's not nice. That, that, that scratches stuff and all kinds of stuff. And like, I scared the shit out of myself like three or four times because it's like, why don't I know what I'm doing anymore? You know? Mm. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it now, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being stuck in the house makes you do crazy, stupid shit like go out and buy motorcycles, you know, at least the guitars, I can enjoy those in the house, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the guitar thing is so cool, man. I like, I dig that you're like, that you want to like build a guitar out of two guitars. That sounds so crazy. Yeah. It sounds so crazy. Cool. And it, the, the end result will probably also sound crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, maybe, you know, I, one of these days I might play well enough to justify, to be like, yeah, I have these guitars. They're awesome guitars. Um, I, 
I hope one day that I sound awesome when I play them, mm -hmm. you know. Um, How many guitars do you have? Uh, six. Oh, nice. Yeah. So when, I, wait a minute, and you started playing guitars when the pandemic started or you already played? I started before, uh, uh -huh. the Christmas before the boy decided he wanted to play guitar. Mm. And I thought it would be kind of cool if we learned together. Mm. And so I bought my own guitar. And then I started kind of picking it up a little bit faster than he did. Uh-huh. Not on purpose. It's just, <laughs> you know, happened. Uh-huh. And he didn't like that, so he stopped playing. Dan, you ruin everything. I ruin everything. <laughs> I ruin it. I ruined it. I ruined it. And uh and it's like I wasn't trying to like outplay him or anything. It just and I didn't even know, like, because I was just like, we were learning the same song and then mm -hmm. like I just kind of like picked it up and he was really struggling with it. And I was trying to like help him, like show him like, and he's like, he lost his cool. Like he, he was just like, <laughs> I started this before you. Why are you better? And it ruined it. It ruined it for him. I'm bad. I'm bad. And I feel bad about it. But anyway, so I bought that. <laughs> I bought myself a guitar to learn guitar with the boy. The boy stopped playing guitar. And so um, then another guitar like popped up on Craigslist mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like, I was not looking to buy another guitar, but it was one of three things. Either the, it, this was like a, a limited edition guitar, a Fender. Uh, they only made like a thousand sixty eight of them. Oh, right? that's crazy. And it popped up on Craigslist. The price was ridiculously low. And so it was one of three things. The guy was desperate and needed money. Mm -hmm. The guy didn't know what he had or it was stolen. One oh. of those three things. Yeah. I don't think it was the third. There's really not no way to find out, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the third thing. Um, but I was like, well, I'm not going to say no to it because it's the kind of thing where – I could turn around and sell it for more than I bought it for if I, if that's what I really wanted. But then I had this Fender Telecaster that was like an amazing instrument. It's just a beautiful instrument. It's well-made. It sounds awesome. And it was the kind of thing that, you know, and, and the first guitar that I bought for myself was a nice guitar too. Mm. Just very different kind of guitar is a Gretsch electromatic, uh, semi-hollow body guitar has a completely different sound to it and frankly is much harder to play <laughs> and so i bought this telecaster that that's easier to play it's got a, a nice real easy neck to play it's the body is smaller it's more comfortable and that just kind of got me hooked and i started it was like i would find another guitar and then i'd find another guitar and and then it was, you know, I have a neighbor my neighbor is a musician and we talk about playing and stuff like that. And, and he kind of got me on this kick of, well, you know, you got to mod it. You got to start swapping out the pickups and, and customizing it. And so, you know, that's how the road goes. That's interesting. I didn't even know you could do that. But, you know, like, you know, it's it, what, what kind of, what, you know, this is, this is an interesting thing with you and your son. Because he he needs to know that this kind of thing is going to happen to him, where 
people are going to progress faster at certain things for whatever reason, whether they have more time, they're just more mature and they have a better like uh, ability to learn. They have whatever, whatever the reasons are. He, he, it, it, it's, it's, it kind of makes me wish that, you know, he would just buckle down and learn it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, and I mean, he'll, he'll pick it up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't think, I think it was one of those passing fancies, you know, uh, okay. where, where he just thought it would be cool. And then it turns out. It's a lot harder. That, that it's very hard. Here's the thing about learning guitar. It's not easy. No part of it is easy. No part of it is intuitive. It doesn't make sense. Hmm. The scale on the guitar doesn't, it, it makes no sense compared to other instruments. It, it's not logical. Yeah. And, um, and so I, like, I, I don't think he really thought that it was going to be as complicated or, I mean, it's physically demanding. Like you, you have to learn how to bend your wrist and your fingers in such a way that makes you think like, should I just have a second wrist installed? <laughs> you know, that would make life a lot easier. Uh-huh. Uh, and I mean, it's painful. It's, mm. it's, it's painful, especially when you first start. Um, and I, I just don't think he thought any of that was going to be the case. And I think it was, I don't think he was ever really serious about it. I think he was just like, I think that'd be fun. And then he mm. found out that it's not fun per se. I think the reason I like it is because it's delightfully futile. I am not a very dexterous person. And so like learning the chord shapes and learning how to move up and down the fretboard and, and learning the, the dexterity, it, it's taking me a long time. Mm. And there are certain things that I just never get any better at. Yeah. And I think some, some way, some part of that is attractive to me. The idea that I am going to be horrible at this and it's going to be frustrating for some reason. That's what I want. I don't know why. Again, maybe that's a Polish thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> but like the the futility of it mm-hmm. somehow makes me happy. I th- I think I think we need to do things like that. I think we need to have things that are hard, things that are challenging because then at the end of the day, if we get to a point of mastery, we can say, "Hey, I climbed the mountain. I did the thing." You know, I yeah. I have I I have now have this skill or this thing under my belt. Yeah. You know? And like, just like, I have a couple of friends in my bubble, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I will go and, you know, we'll, we'll play together one, one night a week, you know, and like, we're, we're in the bubble, you know what I mean? We're, we're responsible, but like playing alone and versus learning how to play with other people is that's, uh, it's, it's a mind fuck. Uh, really? It, it destroys everything. Uh, <laughs> it, it, everything that you think you knew, all of a sudden it's worthless. You sound like crap. You can't figure out how to match your time with other people. Huh. You know, your guitar might be in tune with itself, but it's not in tune with everybody else's instruments and their their instruments aren't. And then you also run into, they know how to play the song a certain way. Huh. And you know how to play the song a certain way. And those two ways don't talk to each other, you huh. know? And anyway, um, 
it's it's it, complicated. It, it's it's a lot more complicated than I than I realized. Yeah, it's it's not that easy, and it's a little bit crazy. Um, hmm. But I I don't know. It's it's one of those things where all I do with guitar is fail. Like mm. that's it. That's all I do is fail over and over and over and over and over again. And eventually something doesn't fail. You know, I learn how to chord something correctly or uh, all of a sudden. And, and this, it's like things feel like they all of a sudden click. That's not what's happening. What's happening is you're making imperceptible incremental improvements. Right. You do it wrong over and over, just like anything in life. You do mm. it wrong over and over and over and over again. And eventually you do it right. Yeah. And when you do it right, it seems like what happened? What? Well, you had <laughs> to do it wrong a million times, you know? Yeah. Some Something about that appeals to me. At least right now it appeals to me. And I think maybe it's just because I'm trapped and there's nothing else to do and there aren't really that many options outside of the house. And so maybe having something that you have to just muscle through is a good thing. And my toes look great while I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, one of the things, one of the things that I've just recently did was um, we went and had sushi at this place and they have the little igloos and it was it was the little igloos yeah they 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 put you they put you in this igloo oh yeah okay it's like a little room yeah outside yeah which i'm like whatever but you know it's it you know things have been are beginning to lighten up and yep. uh the the covid exposure rate all that stuff all that all the numbers are down everything is looking better yeah although in some places now they're starting to rise again it's interesting um i haven't i i didn't know that but that's great <laughs> like i'm i mean that sarcastically but anyway like a week ago we went and had sushi at this place they had they had these outside kind of you know see-through plastic barriers and I sat down and I realized, like my son got himself some, some ramen. We didn't realize there was ramen on the menu. He went and got some ramen. And my son said, oh, it's been so long since we have ramen. And then I realized, holy shit, this is the first time we're eating at, at an establishment. Mm -hmm. We've gone and picked up several times. There's been a few times we've gotten tacos and eaten in the car which kind of feels like a desperate experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, uh, but having the sushi sitting down outside, that that was a much more pleasant experience. And it was one of those things that I I knew I was going to miss, you know? And, and when I sat there, I was like, I missed, I missed eating at a restaurant. Yeah. But then my son said he missed having ramen. And then I realized we haven't had ramen since before the pandemic really it's been a year since we had ramen at a place oh yeah good ramen right had, not like although some some of that h mart ramen is friggin awesome dude i've been like I, I i don't know if it was you who got me started i think it was but you started talking about that hot ramen yeah 
and I got some of that hot ramen myself. And there was there was a good month where I was like having ramen every yeah. meal of the goddamn day. Isn't it? Uh, and isn't it amazing? I love how it. quickly ramen makes you fat. It's it's not good for you. It's amazing <laughs> it, because yeah. you wouldn't. I mean. What do they do to those noodles? It's it's all carbs. You know? It's all carbs. It's but all carbs. Like if you if you look at the nutritional info, it's not just all carbs. Like it's tons of like fat. Like it. What do they do to those noodles? I, I don't what are they know. doing to them? But like those volcano noodles, they they. It's just one. Like there's a whole selection of ramen that's so spicy it 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 makes steam come out of your eyeballs. <laughs> but like there's those volcano noodles with the four X and the chicken that's like shooting fire out of its mouth that that chicken drawing is like my favorite fucking drawing i've ever seen yeah on, on anything yeah. that it makes me crack up because I, I you you sent me a picture and then all of a sudden it's like i couldn't stop seeing the goddamn chicken everywhere i went i saw the goddamn chicken on fire on the on that ramen yeah and i'm like oh shit there's that no there's there's that chicken or uh, you know with the with the with the ramen but that's not the brand i get i i, I forget what the name of the brand is but it's the one with the red and black label. Yeah, yeah. I get that one. That one. That one's delicious. I got that one last time, and actually, over this last weekend, mm -hmm. like I had my strategic ramen supply, <laughs> which you know, the last time I went out and got ramen, it was pre pre pandemic, you mm -hmm. know. But I have my my strategic supply, and that's the the I, I pulled that out, and I did like like a double. A double dose, you know, a, nice. like two packets of the the seasoning, mm -hmm. and like that was that was fire, man. It was fire. I love, I love, I love that fucking ramen. I know it's not a big deal. I know it's just like instant noodles, but it, I love it. I love how it's just got the right flavor. It's perfect. It's got a little like a little sour to it. Sometimes I'll even yeah. squeeze a little extra lime in it. Put more peppers in it. Like I'll go ahead. It, it depends on the on the ramen, but like I've I've put in some like hot peppers, some yeah. chile de árbol in there. Those are the I, best. I love it. Those go good in everything. Yeah, there's that, and oh well. Speaking of like weird shit that we get into, like during the pandemic, the thing I got into was uh, birria in my ramen. You know? Oh. I would I would love some of that. I would there, love some of that. There is a place supposedly up on Fullerton in Chicago that does that. They do they do they, they do, do a birria ramen. They do a birria ramen and they give you uh, I, I think a quesadilla or something with the with the ramen. Oh wow, like a noodle taco? A no, noodle taco? No, 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 no. They put they they give you they they buy the the ramen. Right, they they have that cup of ramen. They put mm -hmm. the birria in there, right? So then the the ramen and the birria they stew together, and then on the side they give you a quesadilla. Oh, okay. And sometimes that quesadilla depends on like from what I've seen, they put some of the birria meat inside the quesadilla, and they fry it. <sighs> they fry it in the stew fat, right? So the birria, there's like there's. It's got that birria flavor all coated on the outside of this tortilla on the quesadilla. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. It, dude, <laughs> once the pandemic, is, once 
things open up, I am going to get so much fatter than I was. <laughs> it's it's unavoidable. I'm on a collision course. We've we've been on keto since the beginning of the year. So a lot a lot of this ramen stuff I haven't been able to have since we started. But yeah. Since- I kind of abandoned. I was, I was, I was doing keto, and I've kind of abandoned it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking tiresome, man. It's difficult to maintain. It's not just that it's difficult. It's fucking tiresome. At some point, it's, you, it's just like fucking no. <laughs> I do not want fucking salmon and vegetables today. Yeah. Fuck. I yeah. want, I want some peanut butter. God damn it. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then, and like, uh, and also, and like, that's like that's the thing that bugs me about it is like, yeah, you go on keto, and especially at first, like once you hit ketosis, the weight starts dropping off, and it drops off fast. Yes, and then your body catches up, and that shit plateaus. Yes, right, and that's your your body's way of saying, guess what? You can't cheat your way. You can't cheat your way, right? Mm. You can't do it. And then, like, and even if you do, like, you keto your way down to your ideal weight. And then what? You're just going to spend the rest of your life eating this, like, like mathematically prescribed diet? That's like having a fucking job. <laughs> well, dude, like, first off, well, here's where, what I think. To a certain extent, that is not maintainable, right? It has to be a lifestyle that that you can actually kind of exist in like happily, happily, but also, also you, you can't, you can't go to a restaurant and be like, well, you know, can you just not give me the rice and take the potato off? Just give me, you can't live like that. I mean, you can live like that for a a period of time, Mm -hmm. but no, like that's a miserable fucking life. Well, it also makes things, Social events, very difficult. I mean, yes. imagine, imagine trying to go to a birthday party or imagine trying to go to a meeting where it's lunch meeting. They, 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 nobody gives a shit about your, your fucking ketosis. They're going to no. order sandwiches for everybody and you're going to be the weirdo eating the fucking ham out of your sandwich. Right. You know, yeah. It's just, you know, no, it's like you can't, you just, it. it's fucking silly. Like, mm-hmm. so, so like, yes, it's, it's just like any fucking diet. Yeah. You follow it to a T mm-hmm. you take on this part-time job <laughs> of tracking every fucking ounce of food that goes in and doing the math on how many carbs have I eaten today? And you pee on your little strips and am mm-hmm. I in ketosis mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's going to work. Yeah. It, you're going to lose the weight. And then once you hit your target weight. What, you're going to just go back to living your life like a normal person? No, because if you do that, guess what? You're going to gain weight. Yeah, You're going to gain it all back. Maybe not all of it, but you're going to gain weight because you have been playing a fucking game with your – you have been cheating is what you've been doing. You've been playing a game with your body, and now unless you want to play that game for the rest of your fucking life, you are trapped. Well, here's the thing. Like, first off, the American diet or the diet that we say is American, the diet where you're eating hamburgers and hot dogs and fries all the time, that's that's just not good for you anyway. Like, you can't eat like that. You, you shouldn't be eating like that. 
right? That, that, that's, yeah. but also, but you, know, you know what else you shouldn't be doing? In all honesty, you shouldn't be eating like two avocados a day. You can't you do know? that either. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be, which is like, if you're following the keto diet, like that's perfectly cool. You know? No, actually avocados has a lot of carbs. It'll knock you out of ketosis. So you can only have like half, oh, so, uh, half so, an avocado. But I mean, you're supposed I, to be ha getting, yeah. getting, what I'm getting at is you're supposed yeah. to be having like more fat than meat. Yes. And more fat and meat than carbs. Yes. Ultimately, that's the simple version of the keto diet. Mm -hmm. More fat than meat, more meat than carbs, yeah. right? Yeah. And like there's technically nothing wrong with that, but now you're you're training your body and, and you're training yourself to crave fat, mm -hmm. right? And then at a certain point, you're going to be like, you know what? I want some rice. Yeah. You know, or uh, do I really have to live, you know, I'm, I'm 42. Mm -hmm. Let's say I probably, you know, on average, I've got another 37 years, you know, to live. So let's say I, I go on. So, so like if I want to maintain whatever weight I lose going keto, that means for the next 37 years, 37 years. Yeah. I'm going to, I can't eat fucking rice. <laughs> well, see, this is, this is where um, it, I follow this. Well, I don't follow him, but yeah, I, I do follow him. Uh, this guy, his name is Thomas DeLauer, right? He's a, he's one of these keto experts, right? Um, he's, he's basically one of this, one of these guys who've learned, who's learned by doing, and he's got a lot of kind of anecdotal evidence that, sprinkled in with a little science that he's picked up here and there. Um, I don't know how some of this stuff that he says is a hundred percent solid, you know, mm -hmm. but even he, uh, who is a big kind of fan, you know, or who's making a living off of ketosis, you know, selling ketosis yeah. products and stuff like that. Even he says that you should not be, doing keto all the time and doing uh, intermittent fasting all the time because yeah. what you're saying, because what you, you are saying and what I'm, I, cause I'm going through what you're talking about right now. Like I'm, I plateaued. I've actually lost cause I gained 30 pounds yeah. before, you know, during the pandemic in the beginning. And now in the last three months I have lost 30 pounds. Yeah. So I, I am back where I started from. In the beginning of the pandemic, I'm back pre-pandemic weight. Now, what I want to do is I want to get down to uh, 200 pounds, which is my goal. Yeah, I'm at 245. That's where I kind of live right now, 245. I want to get down to 200 pounds. I got to lose another 45 pounds. But I'm plateaued. I've been 45, 245 pounds for about two weeks. But also, I've... I've I've more than done a few things where I've kind of screwed up. Like there's yeah. been there's been a few times where I've knocked myself out of ketosis because I ate too much meat. You know, eating mm -hmm. too much meat caused something called uh, gluconeogenesis or something. And what it does is it basically turns meat into carbs, right? And then once it's carby, then you knock yourself out of ketosis and then you get fat again. Right. So there's all that fucking crazy weird yeah. science stuff. But 
and I've done several mistakes like that, things like that, that that's made it difficult for the last few weeks. Also, I've had cheat days and just yeah things in general. Like I've had tacos with my son and, you know, we, we did media yeah, bang, 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 which I can't wait to finish editing. But uh, we did all that stuff. And so it, it's, yes, it, you're absolutely right. And even this cat, this expert, Thomas DeLauer, agrees with you. It is difficult to maintain for various reasons. But he also says that you should be n- not strict keto, uh, uh, keto all the time. That you should be kind of every now and then having a cheat meal. Every, you know, not being, you know, um, not doing intermittent fasting all the time. You know, like the fluctuation in what you eat and how you eat will eventually, so long as you go back to keto, will will knock the plat knock you off the plateau, right? That has not been true for me only because I haven't been able to yeah. get back to a strict yeah. place like ketosis. I, like. Obviously, I'm not talking about this in scientific terms. Well, neither am I. But I'm just from a from a perspective of a human being. Yeah, right. It this you're setting yourself up for failure mm. every time. And believe me, as somebody who has gained and lost thousands of pounds, yeah, in my life, you know, when you you set the goal. Like you go into it, you're like, I need to lose X amount of pounds. And how am I going to do that? I am going to do, I am going to do this diet, right? And here are the strictures and I'm going to follow these rules and I am going to, you know, track everything and go at it like a, like a fiend, right? Mm -hmm. Literally treating it as if you've just taken on another job Mm -hmm. that works. It works. You will lose the weight. Yes. And then what happens is you get to your target and you say, okay, I'm done <laughs> because, yeah. because you're a human being. Yes. Right. You have, now you have done the work. Mm-hmm. You have done the work. You have achieved the goal. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next goal is like, okay, now how do I maintain this? Yes. The problem with that whole philosophy, that whole setup that is you're creating a cycle because now what you're doing is you're training your body to depend on a certain kind of nutrient nutrition. And that's why you're losing weight that in combination with exercise and whatever else you're doing. Mm -hmm. But then you, you're getting to a point where, okay, so now that you've hit your target in order to maintain that, you have to continue doing what you've been doing. Yes. You have to continue it. And the problem with that is that, what you've been doing is not normal. Mm-hmm. What you've been doing is not a lifestyle. Okay. It, it's what, not, it's not maintainable. You can't right. maintain it's, it in, in this world that we live in with the well, fast it's, food. And it's not, this. it's not sustainable because you have created a whole special circumstance. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. created a whole special universe in which you are operating. Mm-hmm. And unless you're willing to live in that universe forever, yeah, you've you've built a situation where now you can't maintain it, and and it's like, no, what what you have to do 
is figure out how to change your whole kind of lifestyle in general. You have to figure out, okay, I am going to run four to five days a week and I'm, I'm just going to do it. It's part of who I am now. It's not part of a diet. It's just, this is what I do now. Mm -hmm. I am going to exercise, whether it's running or doing weights or whatever, I am going to exercise four to five days a week. I'm just going to do it. It's, it's not a hobby. It's not a diet. It's not a, I am, I am trying to lose weight. It's a, this is who, who you are now. Mm-hmm. And then the, the diet pers- perspective of it has to, it, it can't be like, I'm doing a special diet. I'm just going to not eat like a, a fiend, yeah. you know, I'm going, because you, you have to, for, in order for it to be sustainable, mm. it's got to it be flexible. It's got to be flexible, but it mm. can't be like, it can't be like a job. It can't be like, I have to track how many calories I'm eating. You have to get to a point where you're not doing that. You're just not eating an incorrect amount. Mm-hmm. or an incorrect combination of goods, right? You you have to get to a point where it's just part of who you are so, so that it's not work. It's not an assignment. It's not a regime or a schedule or a ritual or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just, this is what I'm going to eat today. And that's an appropriate a- amount of food, you know? Do you, do you're, you're, Absolutely right. It's it's it has to be something that you can manage, right? Because it has to be something that you don't even think about you're doing. It has yeah. to be something that's so much part of what you do mm-hmm. that literally you're not thinking about it. You're not because you, who can do that? Who can spend the rest of their life tracking calories and counting carbs and all of that? Who can do that? No, well, nobody, right? And but you see, the thing is, is that there is a kind of a re-education that kind of has to start someplace, yep. right? Yep. Because yep. there are people, you know, who are eating burgers like all the time, like there were potato chips. You know what I'm saying? Like there sure. are plenty of people. Well, who I'm are, one of them. You know, <laughs> but you, nah, you don't eat like that. But but uh, but but so like that's not sustainable. Only from a sense that you're going to die, you know, like that's not you personally, but the person who's who's hypothetical. And that's exactly the problem is nothing about our way of life is sustainable. Mm -hmm. Like what, what we've done to get fat in the first place, it's not sustainable because it's going to kill us eventually, right? Eventually, or it's going to kill us or it's going to make it. So that it's excruciating to clean your gutters or, mm. you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not sustainable. And that it, it's not like that's gluttony or anything. It's not like a character flaw. It's like, that's the world we live in. That's the food that we have access to. That is, know? that is, that is exactly it. That is the food that we have access to. But, uh, and, and like, I, I don't want to blame like the the person because you can't you can't blame the people sometimes right sometimes there's a lack of education like in the in the in the in the terms of like finding what you should eat you know uh there's also just lack of funds it is very expensive to to eat eat, healthy to eat healthy it is very expensive to have keto 
You can't, yeah. like, if you want to have grass-fed meat from fucking Whole Foods, you know how much grass-fed meat is at fucking yeah. Whole Foods? It's like $15 a pound, depending on the, on the cut of meat that you want. $15 a fucking pound. Right. You know? That is not sustainable or, either. Or, yeah. like, if you want to go really honestly, like, healthy, super healthy, and you want to go, like, vegetarian or vegan. Even that's expensive. That's even more expensive. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Like, going out and buying strictly plant-based diet, you know, or especially if you're, you're going to go strictly plant-based, you're going to buy organic, you know, you're going to buy... um like kale uh, you know yeah, you you you're going to buy uh conscientious foods mm-hmm. you know um it's it's ridiculously expensive yes um and and you have to buy more of it to be satisfied yeah. right you know? right so uh, it, and that's it, actually something I'm kind of toying with because like I'm I'm I don't like the keto and I like, I went keto because I hit a plateau with my weight loss. I wasn't going keto before Mm -hmm. and I wasn't even like particularly watching my diet very closely. I was doing exactly kind of what I was alluding to before, which is just like eating consciously being like, this is an appropriate amount of food, you know? And I, I lost a lot of weight, you Mm -hmm. know, just between that and exercising regularly. And, uh, and then I hit a plateau and it got really cold, cold enough that I wasn't going out running. It's a pandemic. I'm not going to the gym, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like I, I maintained for a good long time, but I wasn't losing any weight. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go keto because I, you know, maybe that'll, and it did, it kicked off some weight loss. Mm -hmm. And then I hit a plateau again and it's just like. It's frustrating when you hit the plateau and it's like, you're sitting there and you, you know, you're watching, you're watching what you're eating. So it's like, you, I, I can tell you, like, I wasn't cheating, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so I hit the plateau and the plateau lasted a long time, not two weeks, you know? Yeah. And finally, it's just like, I got fed up with it. And like, I'm thinking kind of out of boredom right now, more than anything else, back to the topic of weird shit, you know, um, pandemic makes you do weird shit mm-hmm. i'm i'm thinking i might try just to try it on for size going like plant-based plant wow. not, not necessarily vegan you mm-hmm. know but like plant-based within within certain reason like eggs and milk i'm gonna have eggs and milk you know why because mm-hmm. i like eggs and milk well you need protein well, as not well. eggs in milk but like i like, <laughs> I like eggs and eggs and milk i like cheese you know i like those things mm-hmm. but i'm kind of toying with the idea of of just going plant-based and seeing how long I can make that work Mm -hmm. again, probably out of boredom, probably because I'm bouncing off the walls Uh and I'm getting impatient, you know, get, get my vaccine and get back to life. But also it's something different and I don't like keto. I frankly, I just don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't give me pleasure. So here's, here's one thing that I've kind of, this one, this is like one of these, uh, like, phrases people throw around in the gym and i was just like whatever you know when i heard it the first time it's basically abs are made in the kitchen right yeah so i was just like well it takes more than the kitchen to make abs 
right? That's what I thought. So then, you know, the pandemic hits. My wife is baking bread with the kids all the time and it's delicious, you know? So I'm eating a loaf of bread by myself every fucking day with a shit ton of butter and I get fat. I gain 70 pounds. God damn it, bread and butter is good. It's fucking awesome. And warm, fresh bread, fuck, right? So then I gain seven, I get get up to 270, you know, and some change. Yeah. And then I do this running thing with my cousins. I'm running, you know, eight miles every other day, four miles every other day in between that. I'm not dropping any weight. I dropped five pounds, but I'm still eating like that, right? Yeah. I dropped five pounds. That's all I lost in like, I don't know, four or five months of running my ass off. Yeah. You know? It's maddening, isn't it? Because it's like, you you know, you're only taking in a certain amount of food. Yeah. A, a certain amount of calories every day. You know, because and, you're paying attention. And it's not happening. And, and you know, you're, you know, like I'm running, I'm riding my bike, I'm, uh-huh. I'm doing all these things. The weight should just be falling off. And it's not. And it doesn't. And it wasn't until I did keto that I started losing weight. And the other thing about keto is I've been weightlifting here and there, but I am, like I just told you, it has not been very disciplined. I have maybe weightlifted since since, uh, the beginning of the year, maybe about 10 times, Mm -hmm. right? You know, in those many weeks, I've only lifted, you know, 10 times. So it's not about the weightlifting. It's, it is about the diet. Now, yeah, what I need. A, that's something I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so like what I many need to, people say, it's a yeah. lot, what, what goes into you is a lot more important than the activity, than, than the uh, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So like. That is one thing that I have taken away from this because it is mind boggling. I have run more this past summer than I've ever done in my whole fucking life. Yeah. You know? And you should have been like, you should have been, it should have just been dripping off you. I should have been a stick. Yep. You know? Yep. I, and it, and it wasn't happening and it was infuriating because part of the problem by the time I stopped running was my joints were saying, fuck you. Because- yeah. Because I'm, I was so heavy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The weight wasn't coming off. And I, and I kept running in the hopes that the weight was coming off. I was getting faster. I was right. doing more miles, but the weight was not coming off. And it was right. all about the shit that I was putting in my body. Now now that I'm not even working out and I'm losing weight, the, the abs are made in the kitchen phrase really, really hits home. Yeah. So- I know that I'm plateauing right now. It's for several reasons. The things that you're talking about, especially because it's it's not sustainable. You can't keep eating like that. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's expensive. It's inconvenient. It 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 doesn't allow for flexibility, like for uh, fam- family gatherings, social events, etc. For all those reasons. But there has to be a happy place where once I get to the weight that I want to be. That I can say, okay, today uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off script. I'm gonna yeah. go off the menu, and I'm gonna have a whatever. But tomorrow I'm gonna get back on it, and I'm gonna stay there for the next week. 
or the next yeah. two weeks or whatever. And I think that's that's what I'm going to try to get to. I don't know how feasible it is. Like I don't know if I can pull it off. I'll let you know when I yeah, get I don't, there. Like I, I have a real hard time with this idea that there's any specific kind of diet that is sustainable. Yeah. No, none you know, of it is. I, I, I have a very hard time with that idea. And it's like, you can't go through your whole life being on quote unquote, a diet, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you just have to eat, you know, yeah. you have to eat what's available, mm -hmm. you know, and, and just make good judgments. Mm -hmm. Right. But at a certain point, like it's just too overwhelming to sit there and calculate out every single meal, not just calories, but calories, how much fat, how much protein, how much carbs, am I getting the right mix of vitamins and mineral minerals, mm -hmm. you know, am I getting the things, you know, regardless of carb counts and calorie counts and fat counts and, and all, like, am I getting enough potassium yes. am i getting enough vitamin b you know like at some point you just have to be able to eat and yeah. it doesn't matter like it, it doesn't matter what combination of things you're eating you just have to be able to eat yes and not not have consternation over it just be like okay i'm gonna eat that and, and it's not gonna make me fat because i'm not gonna eat too much of it you know yeah. Or if if it does make me fat, I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna jump on those. Right. I'm gonna jump on the trail and run, or I'm gonna do whatever, and manage my weight after right. this. You know. But and the thing is, that's incredibly hard. You know, it's very easy to say. It's very easy to say that. Yeah. But like the reason that people are fat, it has nothing to do with personal responsibility or accountability. And there's actually a ton of science to back this up. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of science out there to show like some, some people are predisposed to be fat. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, it's, it's in, it's the way that they're made. And there's also a ton of science out there that says that if you are fat, the chances that you will ever not be fat are very slim. Yeah. And it, and it has nothing to do with, are you a good person or can you control yourself? There's no it has nothing yeah. to do with that. Yeah. You know, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, this is, this is how your body works. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there, there, like, again, there's a ton of science out there uh, on this particular topic mm -hmm. because society is so preoccupied with this topic. It is. There's, there's actually a ton of reputable science out there that demonstrates that that's, that's like a, some people are predisposed to be fat. B those people who are predisposed to be fat are, are not likely at all to be able to lose that weight mm. or it, you know, yes, they can lose weight, but they will not be able to maintain it. And it, has a lot more to do with their own genetic predisposition and their, their, the way that their body works mm -hmm. has more to do with that than it has to do with anything about self-control or dieting or exercising. You know, there, there are a lot of people out there 
who, and I don't know, maybe I'm one of them. Who knows? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people out there who no matter how much they exercise, they're just never going to get down to their ideal weight. And then no matter how much they diet, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, and you know, that hell that, that might be me too, you know, but that's not going to stop me from trying, you well, know, just, right. yeah. just, just, just like you're saying, like with the guitar, you know, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. Some people, some people will give up because it's not their thing, you know? And, and, but you, you relish the challenge, right? Uh, this is my guitar. This is my challenge. This is what, yep. you know, I, I, am I probably going to, stay 240 chances are that's pretty good that i'm going to stay 240 245 i don't want to be there i'm yeah. going to keep trying yep uh but hey you know if if, if it fucking happens it happens you know it's just right. like it's no one's gonna give me a trophy when i <laughs> when i get down no. to 100 points or 200 right. uh pounds but, yeah you know, you know it, it's it was, like man i would love to get down to 200 pounds mm-hmm. i have a longer way to go to get there than you do mm-hmm. but i also started from a higher point you know yeah. and you've made plenty um, of strides yourself too yeah you know? like, and, I, mean, I mean i've made all these strides before let's not lose, like like i have been down this road before mm-hmm. um it's a tough it's tough it is it tough. is it is very tough and i mean you it takes so long and you hit these plateaus and you get to a point where it's just like fuck yeah this it's i've done this enough um because i mean you see here's here's the thing with me too like i've done this my whole life yeah i've 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 dropped weight for wrestling in high school i've dropped weight for uh fighting events i've dropped weight for jujitsu events i'll drop weight you know i've done this plenty of times i'm losing weight is not a a, i'm familiar with it i'm familiar with 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 this feeling the frustration to me at this point it's not as it's not it's just like uh you know it's part of the process it's yeah it's not nearly as frustrating as as it might be for some people um and i think that's one of the only reasons why i was able to sustain the weight loss that i started when i was doing when when it was born out of being trapped in the house Mm -hmm. i didn't start it from a standpoint of i have a target weight i didn't start it from a standpoint of um, I want to lose X number of pounds. Mm-hmm. I started it from a standpoint of my fucking knees hurt. Yes. I don't want my knees to hurt anymore. Yes. And guess what? Regardless of how much weight I lost or didn't lose, my knees don't hurt anymore. That's a fa- that's fantastic. Because, because I use them. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight, but it's also, I use them. <laughs> you, you strengthen you strengthen your legs you strengthen you know, your body mm-hmm. right and so i mean and i'm going to now especially now that the weather is nice again i'm going to continue to use them i'm going to get on my bike and i'm going to go for runs or at least go for walks you know i'm going to continue to do that and so it's like yeah i want to lose more weight i do have in my mind now a target weight that i want to hit you mm-hmm. know and that's actually, I feel like a bad thing. Why is that a bad thing? I feel like that's a bad thing because now it's like I have something to get frustrated about. You know? <laughs> now it's like instead of instead of having I'm going instead of being like I run now. 
Yeah. I'm going to go for a run. Yeah. No, no. Now, I have- it's, now it's tied to, I'm going to go for a run so I can hit that target. I, I, and that's I, a bad thing. I, you know, I, that's, it's a bad thing because it, I, it's like setting you, it's like setting myself up for failure. Oh, uh, dude, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, I may not get to 200 pounds. I've been trying to get to 200 pounds. I don't know for the last couple of years. Like I, I got up to 240 and, and I haven't been able to get down to two, 200 pounds. Uh, I've, I, I've gotten close. There's been a couple of times where I, I went under two. And this has been. Dude, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the underside at 200 pounds since I was in high school. Wow. Yeah. You see, the thing is, my problem is not, is not that I can't lose the weight. Although right now it kind of is. The problem for me has always been, can I keep it off? And I'll keep it off for a year. Yeah. But then slowly, you know, Uh, Christmas and and Thanksgiving and all that shit fucking hits. And that's, and that's, that's a hundred percent indicative of the problem because I do, I've done the same thing, you know, I'll lose the weight. I'll keep it off for a year, maybe two, you know, and then it just starts coming back on. It starts coming back on slowly and then it speeds up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're heavier than you've ever been, you know? And it's because the way that you lose the weight is adopting a whole, it, it, it's like you're, you're adopting, you're taking a class, you yeah. know, you're, 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 you're bringing in something that is not sustainable and you're, you're reprogramming your life and it's in your head. That's like, this is temporary. Well, there's been a couple of times and I can think about them when the weight started coming back on. And it was not, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not knocking myself or or talking bad or about myself or anything like that. But there has been a couple of. I'll talk bad about you. <laughs> well, there's been a couple of points in 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 on the rise back up with gaining the weight where I know what I was eating was out of not only gluttony but also. Yeah. Also, like it, it was, it was a weak point. Yeah, and I, that's where I am right now. Yeah, I was because I'm doing stuff and eating stuff, and it's just like, why the fuck did you just do that? And that's and that's that's what happens. That's what happens to me. It's not that. It's not that that it that I had like this point of like, well, now I'm just magically fat. No, there was a there was a turning point. I gave up mentally. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm going to have two whoppers. It's, it's, this is what happened. I was in my head. I rem- I, there was a specific point. It's not like haunting me or anything, but I know that there was a point that I had two whoppers and fries. Yep. I never drink soda, but I had two whoppers, yep. iced tea, and from, some fries. And I said to myself, this is okay. I'll, I'll just yep. eat this. I'll get away with it. Uh, but then I'll get back on it, and I don't. Yep, yep. Every time, and that yeah. happened. That happens once, and then after that, it happens again, and then yep. again, and again, and then. And again. then all of a sudden, you're, you're all you're totally screwed. Yeah, and and then if you're doing something like keto, mm-hmm. right? Or if not keto, you're just low carbonate. Whatever you're doing, you're doing some diet that's based on denial right you're you're denying your body something that it 
needs or wants. Yes. I'm glad you clarified right. that. Yes. Yeah. Like not like mental denial, like yeah. denying your body mm -hmm. carbs, right? Yes. Then you go out and you eat something that has bread or you eat a, a rice bowl or something like that. Mm. And here's what happens. Your body has been denied those carbs for a long enough time that it has shifted your metabolism completely. And then you put those carbs in and your body doesn't take those carbs in and say, oh, carbs, I can just burn these now. Mm -mm. No, your body takes these and, it, and your body says, oh my God, I, I need this. I am immediately going to convert this and store it as fat because I'm not getting enough of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting this. So I need to store it away for when I need it. And so like, if you're going low carb and you go, you're going keto and then you fall off and you just start eating. And, and I mean, you don't, I'm not talking about like a cheat day. I'm talking mm -hmm. about like you, you just go off and now you're eating like a regular person, mm -hmm. your body, you're going to gain weight super fast because your body is just taking all those carbs mm. that has been denied. Basically your body is like in withdrawal from those carbs. Uh, well, and so your body is just going to take those and immediately be like, I am, I'm in starvation mode for this. So I'm going to convert that to fat and store it. Well, one of the, one of the things I'm admitting to is, is that it's not, it's not just eating like a regular person. I wasn't, Eating oh, just yeah, like that's a, that's my biggest problem. Yeah, I don't I, eat like a regular person. I, I I eat like like I regularly do, which is not normal. Right. Which is not what a normal person would eat. Right. A normal like, person I would go, just have one Whopper, one order of fries. Yeah. Maybe a or, Coke. Like a normal person goes to the steakhouse and orders an eight ounce steak. I mm -hmm. go to the steakhouse and order the sixteen ounce prime rib. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Like I don't eat. That's that's why I'm fat. I'm with, not with fries, right? I'm I mean, not I'm not fat because of like what I was talking about before, where it's like there are people there I would even go so far as to say the majority of people who are obese, mm -hmm. you know. There it's not because of a like self-control problem or something like that. Mm -hmm. It it's a it's a number of other factors. I'm fat because I eat horribly. Yeah. That is why I am fat. I am fat because my version of diet is I'm going to eat two double cheeseburgers. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go to McDonald's and mm -hmm. order five McChickens because I can get five McChickens for $5 well, and I'm going to eat all five of them. I, you know, like that's why I'm fat. Here, check this out. So like one of the things I was doing even before pandemic and wondering why I'm not losing weight is I was eating two, um, Two sausage McMuffin with eggs. Every day? Every other day, but yeah. Yeah. Those things yeah. are like four bucks, right? Four bucks yep. for the two, right? Yep. Now, at one point, you know, someone makes a comment, a nasty one, right? This is like, oh, you're eating that, you know, that kind of deal, like, oh, you, you fatty, right? And I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm not fat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. I'm fat, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm well. I'm thinking. Well, how many how many calories can this thing have? I go look up at the calories. I, I, I should I should look up just to make sure. But I remember being just Lord. yes. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wait a minute. I'm eating this. These two yeah. sandwiches. That's what is in terms of calories. Yeah. I should look up the calories. Or it's like you you go to you go to Starbucks and you, you get yourself a latte. 
or you get yourself during the holidays, the eggnog latte. And it's like a grande latte. You may as well be eating a quarter pounder with cheese. Dude, a latte, like I was having the, um, the, the frappuccinos. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, that's you. That's like twelve hundred calories. It's a milkshake, you know. Yeah. And you have one of those a day. Guess what? You're gonna get fat, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's and, and I mean, again, like like that's my problem. That's that's why I'm fat. And I mean, that's a it's it's a learned behavior. I mean, I grew like in my family, like eating eating heartily, eating eating way too much was always kind of like uh you get rewarded for that like you got to eat a lot so that you get big and strong mm-hmm. that's that's my childhood you got to eat a lot so that you get big and strong and then you get fat you know and but but why am i getting fat i yeah. i'm doing what you told me to do you know anyway like i don't i don't want to lay blame it like my parents feet or anything that's yeah. hey but it's like no, my my version of a healthy appetite is totally unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like but, the, the number of times in my life where I've sat down and eaten an entire large pizza. You know, I've done that. Or like, I, I mean, and these are just like standard operating procedures for dinner. I'm going to make myself mac and cheese. I'm going to make the whole box, and I'm going to eat the whole box. Mm. You know, that's supposed to be for four people. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's it's just the other thing too is some of these serving sizes, right? Like like they give you a box and they say serving size four people, right? Yeah. And why don't you fucking make four boxes, you motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> you know why you put it all in one box? You you fucking you assholes! You you know we're gonna eat the whole fucking box. But that's see, the, like that's the thing is, we shouldn't. We should be able. Like I should be able to make a box of macaroni and cheese and eat a quarter of it and be like, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the, the whole point is that should be enough to make you feel full. Well, you see, that's, that's that's my problem. I never feel full. Well, part of the problem too is the nutrition in the food. Right. So like there's not a lot of nutrition in the food. So you're not satisfied. Right. Right. So therefore you're, you're still hungry, but you just had, you know, 1200 calories or something right the yep. the mcmuffins i just looked them up they're 480 calories each oh man 480 brutal calories. 480 calories each i would have some mcmuffins they're four bucks then i go to like on the way out of work so that was for breakfast right i'm at work i go to work before i get to my desk I'll stop off at mcdonald's get two sausage muffin for, uh, with eggs for four dollars for 400, 480 calories each. That's almost a thousand calories. That's yeah. If, if and currently I'm only eating 2,000 calories. So if I was limiting myself in terms of calories, that would be half the calories I would eat in a day. All day. Yep. Yes. That's half yep. of my calories already nice. already gone before I even started my my work day. Right. Yeah. Then during work, I would go and get something like a sandwich or whatever however many calories that is. But then on the way home, I would grab myself a Frappuccino here and there. Right. Yeah. So then the Frappuccino. Yeah. It, oh, it, I mean, a fra- you're eating 5,000 calories a day. You don't even know it. You know, don't even realize what right. I'm doing to myself. You, and it's not, and it's not part of it is not me 
being weak minded. Like no, it's it's just it's me, not. It's just me eating. If 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 I had known that, yeah, like I do now, I would I would not be doing or that. like soda. Yeah, dude. I mean, you drink three you drink three cans of Coke a day. Is somebody who drinks three cans of Coke a day, which is not outlandish, you know. Mm. It's not outlandish. There are people out there who drink a lot more than that. Yep. You drink three cans of Coke a day, that's 600 calories, you know, 600 there, calories. And there's, there's nothing in it other than sugar. Other than sugar. There's, there's no, it's not like you're getting some of that as protein. No, it's just sugar. Nope. 600 calories. Yep. I don't know. Six, six, anyway. Yeah. So that's, anyway. that's, there's that, but we so, are, we haven't. We have strayed way far, <laughs> way far off. Yeah, the topic. That, 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 and I get the sense that both of us could probably continue talking about shitty dieting and fat and trying to lose weight and exercising ad nauseum. Yeah, but, but here's the thing: I got to sleep. Yeah, sleep, sleep is good. <laughs> you know, you know, if you sleep, you would have a good metabolism, and then you could lose some weight. Yeah, get your eight hours of sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Get your eight hours of sleep and never, ever eat an apple. (laughs) I'll tell you, that's the, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that pisses me that the reason I don't like keto. Yeah. It's not, it's not what I'm, it's not necessarily that like, oh, no carbs. It's like, wait a second. So this is a diet and you're telling me it's unhealthy to eat a fucking peach. Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> fuck you no you're telling me fruit is unhealthy no i'm not a, no fuck off yeah you, you can't fruit <laughs> is not unhealthy fuck off with that it, it's sugar man it's, it's fuck sugar you. no it's- <laughs> no that's fucking stupid you're telling me you know, fruit is unhealthy no. but it's it's sugar it, it's got it's got sugar in it it sugar makes you it's bad for you <laughs> all no. right man no <laughs> all right so uh yeah, let's let's do that sleep thing, man. Let's yeah. let's call it a night. All right, dude. It's fun <laughs> as always. Always, man. It's always good to see you, man. And thanks so much for coming on, man. And thanks so much for doing this with me and the long ride that we've had so far. It's 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 fun, man. I really do appreciate it. It's you, fun. Man. Let's keep doing it. Yes, man. Let's keep doing it. All right, dude. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. This is Ego Traves and not my cousin Dan. We will catch you next time. The song you're listening to is titled Read My Mind, and it's by Oi. You can find that over on Epidemic Sound. Make sure to check out the description for my referral link to Epidemic Sound. You sign up or buy something, the show gets a kickback. There you have it, ladies and gents. That's our spiel for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, there's plenty more where that came from. You can head on over to thefloropodcast.com and you can check out more of our content along with the merchandise in our store. You can get yourself a throw pillow, get yourself a cup, maybe a bathroom curtain, etc. You can help out the podcast by liking, subscribing, commenting, and hitting all the positive buttons that make the podcast gods happy wherever you listen to the podcast. You can check out more of our stuff on Instagram under the name The Flow Roll. All right, that's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.